tremendous opportunity today, Lord, to come before your people, Lord God. I bless you, Father, for all those that are joining today. Hallelujah. This is Brother Joseph, amen, coming at you, and uh, today is um, July the 26th, 2020, glory to God, and it's 9.04 in the morning, and I just want to thank you for this opportunity to come before you, and uh, we have a lot of word to cover today, amen. As always, amen, the, the, the teacher in me is just so full of the word of God, amen. And how many of you know that the preparation of the heart of man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord, amen? Well, that's true, amen. We, we, we in our times of refreshing with the Lord, as the scripture says, um, uh, the times of refreshing in the presence of God. Well, when you're in the presence of God, there's a refreshment, amen. There's a, there's a life that's being ministered to you. There's light, there's love, there's that building up of that relationship that you're involved with with your father amen and with the word amen with the holy ghost and uh so again like i said today is uh july the 26th 2020 my name is brother joseph amen so let's go ahead and get started with some prayer amen father i thank you lord god for this tremendous opportunity father god to come before you lord god to come before your people father standing in your presence oh god ministering these words of zoe glory to god these words of life amen these words of your logos amen and i thank you lord god in jesus name father as it is written father god for the entrance of your word gives light it gives understanding to the simple lord god we need you father god we need your precious holy ghost quickening those words in our spirits amen making them alive to us making ramos to us oh god and i thank you lord god for those that have joined father and those that will join in the future lord god and those that are going to be listening this in the future father i thank you lord god that there that the word would fall on good ground amen and produce the fruit of the kingdom of god some 30 some 60 and some 100 fold fruit i thank you lord god for your precious holy spirit this morning i welcome you father god to, to move me in any direction you desire amen by your precious spirit thank you lord god in jesus name we pray amen well glory to god um i'm thankful for this opportunity as i said to come before you uh, I've got a lot of scriptures to cover, but I wanted to start out with uh, with a passage from Matthew chapter 13, verse 10. And I want to read this in the King James real quick, and then I'm going to follow back up with the message translation so you can see uh, so you can see some things here. So it says, and the disciples, this is Matthew 13, 10, and the disciples came and said unto him, all right? Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he said, For whosoever hath, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever has, to him shall be given, and he that has, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall be taken even that which he has. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they see and not, Right and hear and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, "By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and not perceive." For this people's hearts is waxed gross, 
and their eyes are dull of hearing. I'm sorry, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart. And should be converted and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For verily I say unto you, many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Now, <clears throat> I started meditating on this all week, really. And 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 then I, like I said, you know, I've known about this passage and stuff. But what the point is, is that when I went and looked at the message, it really enlightened it for me. So now I'm going to read it in the message translation. This is Matthew 13, verse 10. Glory to God. And the disciples came and asked came up and asked, why do you tell stories? And he replied, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely, glory to God. But there is no readiness. But if there is no readiness, and trace of receptivity, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. That's why I tell stories, to create readiness, to nudge the people toward receptive insight. In their present state, they can stare till doomsday and not see it, listen to their blue in the face and not get it. I don't want Isaiah's prophecy repeated all over again. Your, your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. These pe the people are blockheads. They stick their finger in their ears so that they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look. So they won't have to deal with me face to face. And then I'll heal them. Let me heal them so that he can heal them. But you have God-blessed eyes, eyes that see, and God-blessed ears, ears that hear. All right? A lot of people, prophets, and humble believers among them would have given anything to see what you are seeing, to hear what you are hearing but never had the chance. So <clears throat> that's really enlightening to me because, you know, I don't know if you guys realize, you know, that the kingdom of God is going forth, amen. The words and the teachings, amen, they're not about an organization or any one individual, amen. And and the, and the thing that's beautiful about this is it says here that um, <clears throat> back to verse... Uh, Verse 12, 13, 12. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. I can't tell you the amount of times when I've, when I've been sharing with my sons or I'm sharing with a brother and sister or, or someone and, and, the, and, the, and the kingdom of God, the word of God is just flowing forth. Amen. Bringing revelation, bringing insight. You know, their eyes get wide open, amen, because this flashlight of the spirit of man, the scripture says that the spirit of a man is a candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the body. So your spirit man is illuminating, amen, all the time. He's emanating the life, the light, the love of God. He's bringing it forth with strength in Jesus' name, glory to God. And, um, and so in that place of him illuminating, the scripture says in John 1, 4, in him was Zoe, life, amen, and the life was the light of God. So that life of God, amen, is what's bringing the light, the revelation, the comprehension, the understanding. It's not just about so that you can have more word in your life, right? This repertoire of, 
of uh, of abundance of the scriptures and stuff, right? Mental assenting to God and 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 then being able to to call those forth at any given time for whatever reason. But again, from the mental ascension, right? That's not what we're talking about in the faith of the kingdom of God. I mean, faith toward God, amen. Faith toward God's kingdom. Faith toward God and what His Word teaches us and says. Now, uh, so He says here that that. For you, these words flow freely. But if there's no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. That's why I tell them stories to create readiness. In other words, I'm trying to nudge them along. So what am I getting at is that I, I realize that, 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 that the word of the Lord is going forth, amen. As the scripture says, the Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? Well, this word of the Lord that's going forth, this teaching that's going forth, the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom of God, is is... Those that are that have been listening and that continue to listen and partake, you don't realize how much of a blessing this is for you, amen. That God has set aside uh, my life, amen, and 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 what I do and 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 preaching and teaching this kingdom of God, amen, this word of God, not for any glory for myself, you see, but only so that you can grow and you can begin to learn the kingdom of God, and so that these seeds can get dropped in your heart. And the kingdom of God getting produced in your life, amen. That's my desire, amen, to get you ready, amen, because God has a purpose for every one of us. And he desires all of us to be masters of this sword, amen. As the scripture says in Ephesians, right, taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the rhema of God. That spoken word in your spirit, man. And the reason you want to be studying, be ready, amen, and always studying is that so that, so that, that, that the Holy Ghost can light or breathe on that word amen that you've deposited into your soul into your life you see and this, and we know that, that it's only by the engrafted word right that we're going to get saved right we're going to get experience god's blessing if you will wisdom and knowledge and understanding and like i said not only the word but in 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 revelation and insight and understanding that you need for your family for your children for your sons for your daughters in the body of Christ, blessing those and being a blessing to those, amen. Those that you encounter in life, those that, that you see in the stores, you know, not much of that going on these days, but those that you encounter in any given situation, you see. And the Holy Ghost is able to quicken that word and make it alive to you in your spirit, amen. So now, now let's go to First uh, Corinthians now. And again, First um, uh, Corinthians 1.17, we'll start there. And I'm going to read this. I'm just going to read this in the message translation. Because I, like I said, we got a lot of scripture to cover. I don't know if I'm going to get to them all for this session. But we'll get as far as we can. Amen. So <clears throat> in verse 17 says, Paul, he says, God, this is the message translation. God didn't send me out to collect a following for myself. But to preach the message of what he has done. Collecting a following for himself, for him, in other words, for God. And he didn't send me to do it with a lot of fancy rhetoric of my own. Lest the powerful action at the center, Christ on the cross, be trivialized into mere words. In other words, just another story, an event. Well, it's a lot more than that. We know that in the kingdom of God, right? So the message that points to Christ on the cross seems like sheer silliness to those hell-bent on destruction. But for those on the way of salvation, it makes perfect sense. This is the way of, this is the way God works, and most powerfully, as it turns out, you see. So, 
As it says in verse 18, it says the preaching of the cross, and, and King James says the preaching of the cross is to them to perish foolishness. Well, we understand and know that the cross is the dying to yourself. Jesus said, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. You see, because resurrection, which Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the Zoe, right? Resurrection life cannot occur if you're alive. What's the point of elevating you if you're already elevated? In other words, if you're already alive. Resurrection will only work if you're dead. And Jesus cannot resurrect something that's alive. He said, I am the resurrection. You cannot resurrect something that's alive. It must be dead first. And when you finally realize that the preaching of the cross is to your advantage in the spiritual realm, in the pneumaticals realm, spiritual is the word pneumaticals, you finally realize that I must die to myself daily. You see what I'm saying? And in that dying to yourself daily, you're going to experience that resurrection life of Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans 8.2. Amen. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, you see, has made us free from the law of sin and death. We're free from everything that's dead in the spiritual realm as those that walk in the spirit. That's why the word of God exhorts us and admonishes us for as many as are led of the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. You see, the spirit of God is always going to lead you to the cross first if there's selfishness and foolishness in your lives. But once you've mastered, if you will, daily dying to yourself, as he says in Galatians 2.20, right? For I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The one that's resurrection, in other words. Christ lives in me, the hope of glory. You see, because you're dead to yourself. Now he can bring you in to give you insight. Now he can move you in the spirit. Now, as the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Let me go to that real quick. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. All right, hold on a second. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Praise God. I'm going to read this in the King James. Praise God. Follow after charity, which is the word agape, and desire spiritual, but rather that you may prophesy. The word spiritual is here, the word pneumaticals. Gifts is italicized in the King James. He wasn't saying follow after spiritual gifts. He was saying follow after spirituals, body of Christ. You see? And then he says in uh, verse 12, 14, 12, even so, even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual, not spiritual gifts, because gifts is italicized. Right? Seek that you may excel to the edifying of the body of Christ. So that's that's the place we want to be at is, is seek, seek that you may excel to the edifying, the building up of the body, which is Jesus. Right? But again, you must desire this for your own life. I can't do it for you. I can't do it for my children. I can't do it for my wife. But I can encourage you in the Lord. Amen. And I can admonish you when you see something in your life that's not of God. Right? So here we go. Um, so now, verse 18, again, this is in the, uh, the message translation. Let's go back to that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So he says, so he, like I said, he didn't, uh, God didn't send me, verse 17, not to collect a following for myself, but to preach the message of what he has done, collecting a following for him. Amen. We're bringing disciples, right? We're making disciples. Amen. 
and bringing them unto the Lord. Amen. And that's the per that's the process. We Jesus, the Holy Ghost gets us to Jesus. Jesus turns around and gives us back to the Father. You see, until all your enemies be made your footstool. In other words, now that God has conquered the enemies in your heart and your life by the Spirit, by the Word, right? The enemy doesn't have a foothold in your life anymore. Now you can be presented to the Father. Now you can be utilized in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Now, verse 18. The message that points to, to the Christ on the cross seems like sheer silliness to those hell-bent on destruction. But for those on the way of salvation, it makes perfect sense. This is the way God works, and most freely, powerfully, I'm sorry, as it turns out. It, it's written, I'll turn conventional wisdom on its head. I'll expose so-called experts as crackpots. So where can you find someone truly wise and truly educated, truly intelligent in this day and age? Hasn't God exposed it all as pretentious nonsense? Since the world, in all its fancy wisdom, never had a clue when it came to knowing God, God, in his wisdom, took delight in using what the world considered dumb preaching. All right? Of all things, to bring those who trust him into the way of salvation. And that's what I, I, I wanted to share that this morning because, you see, it's been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. To those that, that are willing to throw out all the foolishness and the nonsense that they've been a part of in their lives concerning the kingdom of God and, and repent and turn back to the kingdom of God and allow the Lord to minister his word and his spirit to your life. Allow him to quicken it in your heart and make it alive to you. Amen. Which is a rhema. Now, Let's go ahead and get into our outline. Like I said, to you it's been given to know the mysteries, amen. And the scripture says that, that he has said that I might boldly say, right? That's in Hebrews chapter 13, I think. Hold on. Or 12, maybe. Hang on. I want to read that one to you. Verse 13, Hebrews 13, verse 5 in the King James, Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, emphasizing that, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. So I take that he has said, right? And he has said that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He has said that he'll supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, so that I can say, God, I believe that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory, okay? So he has said these things, Amen. He has said these promises. He has said this word so that we might boldly say, praise God. Now, now the word logos, well, let's start out with John 1, 4, amen. John 1, 4. I'm going to read through verse 5 in the King James. In the beginning was the logos. Logos is the word, one of the words for word. The other one is rhema. Logos means the written word. Rhema means the spoken word. And rhema as we're going to see in the outline here, Ramos is when he speaks it to you and he quickens it to you. And then if you deliver it to someone, you're delivering that rhema to them of the Logos. In the beginning was the Logos and the Logos was with God and the Logos, the word was God. The same was in the beginning. Amen. In the beginning, God created all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was Zoe, life, and the Zoe was the force of man. And the light, 
shines in the darkness and the darkness doesn't comprehend it, okay? So we understand here that in him was life and the life was the light, right? We understand that Jesus was in the beginning and without him was not anything made that was made. This Logos, Jesus, okay? Now, in Revelation, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, right? It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful, all right? The word of God here, Hebrews 4, 12. Let me go to that one real quick. The word of God is the word, the Logos of God. is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divided asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, my son, one time he asked me, Papa, I hope I know I'll get to learn the soul the way you do. In other words, seeing all the, the, the motives and the manipulations, right, of the soul. And his whole, remember, the number one strength of a man's soul is self-preservation. The first thing you're going to think about yourself. That's why you've got to deny yourself, so that you're not thinking about yourself first. Because if you deny yourself, then you're thinking spiritual. First. You see? <clears throat> so now, let's go back to the outline. Now, in 1 John 5, 7, let's take a look at that one. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Logos, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. One and not that they're the same. One that they're involved in the same purpose. Their goal is the same which is to bring everything back to the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen. And once that's done, once when all the enemies have been subdued, now Jesus gives it back to the Father. <laughs> Praise God. Now, hallelujah. Mm. Revelation 19.13. Let's take a look at that one, glory to God. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Logos of God. Name signifies honor, authority, and character is the Logos of God, is called the Logos of God. He's called the Logos of God, man. That's so beautiful. Praise God. Now, all right, now let's go back again now <clears throat> to another scripture, Psalm 138, verse 2. And I'm bringing this, all this out to highlight how important this word of God is in our lives. And not so much for the studying it or gaining knowledge, because Jesus said, you search the scriptures, and they are they which testify me. And in them, you think you have Zoe. See, because you have to see Jesus Christ to see the word. And you have to have the Holy Ghost for him to enlighten that word to your lives and bring you to Jesus. Because Jesus said the Holy Ghost is only going to reveal to him what I show him for you. Wow. Man, oh man, oh man, praise God. This word is so powerful, amen. The word of God, amen, is, is, is something that's so alive and so true in our lives. It's not just stories. I got this guy at work. We are talking about Jews one time the other day, this week, I think. And uh, <clears throat> No, they are your people, Jews. No, no, no. See, Jesus said you must be born again, Nicodemus. You cannot see the kingdom of God. Every person <clears throat> that comes to the Father has to do it the way of Jesus Christ. Jesus was born again. He was overshadowed by the by the by the Holy Ghost, amen. Mary was, I'm sorry. And what was conceived was something that was born from above. So anyway, <laughs> and he goes like, what well, this guy says, Well, where do you get this stuff, man? I said, the word, let me show you. And I was showing it to him, no, no, no. And then he wants to look. 
<clears throat> but again, these guys are in the world. They don't understand the preaching of the cross, right? It's all foolishness to them. All right, so <clears throat> now back to the outline here. So the next scripture we're going to look at is Psalm 138, verse 2. All right. And in Psalm 138, verse 2, it says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word. Glory to God. Amen. Now, <clears throat> thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. That's pretty powerful, man. And see, <clears throat> our lives should be this walking manifestation of the word, right? Masters of the sword, if you will. And again, not to glorify that I have information and knowledge about God, to lift up and glorify Jesus Christ. Amen. And then in Philippians 2, 9 and 10, wherefore God has highly exalted him and then give and hath given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and of things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father you see you cannot come into the kingdom of God without having a revelation of who Jesus Christ is and as Peter said thou art the Christ the son of the living God amen and that's who Jesus is, amen. He's he's not just a, a, a historical figure, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word God was God. So we understand that the Word of God is God, amen. Now, let's go into some definitions here. Logos is a word that means something said, okay? And including the thought. The subject, the topic of discourse, the reasoning, the mental faculties, the motive. Amen. So by the Logos, by the word, we can see the motive. If you look at Hebrews chapter 4 again, 12, actually verse 13, Hebrews 4, 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. All right. I, the, let me let me double check something here. Hebrews four, yep. Okay, the word whom no, I'm sorry with with the word with here, with whom we have to do with is the word pros, which means to the advantage of, and then <clears throat> to do here is the word logos. Okay, so if you look at it in that light, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with with, which is to the advantage of whom we have to do, which is the Logos. To the advantage, in other words, that you have the Logos, all things are naked and open. So that's how I can know the soul and the motive of what the soul is involved and what he's, what he's after is because of the Word of God. Because the Word and the Spirit are always going to agree. So by the Word, He's able to reveal to you something in the spiritual realm. Because the natural reveals the spiritual the natural testifies, you see? Now, let's go back to the outline, glory to God. I hope you guys are getting this. You've, it's been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, amen? Because you have insight to this. You understand how God operates. Divine order, amen? Understanding how God operates and being able to fit your life to apply to God. In other words, his word. In other words, doing his word. Be ye doers of the word, right? Now, 
All right, so now, <clears throat> back to the outline here. So Logos, the worldwide called out assemblies are quickened in the Logos, amen. Now, rhema is a word that means utterance. Utterance is something spoken, intended for one person, a particular, not a class. So when God quickens that rhema to you, it's for you, amen. It's for your family. It's for a brother or sister, right, that, that, that God is going to bring direction to on something. It's private as to motive, conduct, and behavior. It's specific and precise and explicit, especially of narration, command, or dispute. And it comes from the word reo, R-H-E-O, which means to pour forth, to utter, to say, to speak. Pour the word, the rhema, on the devil, glory to God. The enemies, amen. Now, <clears throat> So rhema is an individual spoken word to your life, amen? And I don't know if I, well, like I said, so rhema is that individual spoken word to your life, right? Now, Jesus, as we know, in John 1-1, in the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God, right? Now, Psalm 119, verse 25, look at that one. Psalm 119. He says, My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word, Lord of God. And that's that's the thing is that these are things that I pray all the time, right? Quicken me, Lord God, according to your word. Jesus said, Sanctify them through thy word in John 17, for thy word is truth. I got to go look at that one, Lord of God. John 17. Amen. Praise God. Let's see here. Let me look for this real quick. <clears throat> Verse 14. All right. He says, I have given them thy logos, and the world hath hated them. When you have the word of God, guess what? The world's going to hate you because you are a flashlight, glory to God, and your spirit man is quickening that word, and when you bring forth that word out, oh, my God, they don't want it. They don't want to come to the light because they are not of the world. In other words, when you have the word, you're not of the world, glory to God. Even as Jesus said, I am not of the world. I pray that thou, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the cosmos, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil one, from the evil. They are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy logos is truth. Amen sanctify them through that truth amen and even so we are not of this world well when when you come forth with the kingdom of god that's exactly how it is is that they cannot comprehend and understand anything that you're saying first of all because you must see them by the spirit the scripture says in first Corinthians chapter two but the natural man receives the sukikos man the man of the world the man is reasoning logic through his own soul inspiration from the world inspiration from satan the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are pneumaticals, spiritually discerned, right? <clears throat> so you've got to have the Spirit of God in order to see the things of the Word of God, amen? Now, in Acts 10, 44, right, to hear the rhemas, while Peter yet spake the rhemas, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the Logos. <clears throat> 
praise God. The Logos became the rhema. And when he spoke it out of his spirit, there were rhemas, but he was speaking to them the Logos. Isn't that beautiful? And while yet Peter spake these rhemas, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the Logos. It was quickened to them, man. <sighs> Praise God. <clears throat> all right. Now, uh, uh, 4.12, we read that one already. The Word of God is quick and powerful. One thing about God's Word, it's not empty, vain words when they're being breathed on by the Spirit. See, you have to have the Spirit and the Word. You cannot just have the Word by itself. The Spirit and the Word and the Father agree, and they are one, right? <clears throat> now, Philippians 2.16, holding forth the Logos of Zoe, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, vain and neither labored in vain. Holding forth the Logos of Zoe. Amen. God's life, God's word. Amen. Amen. And that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. Amen. Praise God. In John 1, 1, right? In the beginning was the word and the word of God was God and the word of God. The word of God was God and the word of God is God. Amen. Now in 1 John, one one that which was from the beginning which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and out our hands have handled the logos of zoe amen in other words we heard we've we hear it and we see it and our lives handle this word you see it's not just something that, 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 again, it's just a book sitting up on your book or you're on your mantle over your fireplace or something. You have to handle this Word of God. You've got to get into this Word of God. You've got to study it. And I use a tool on my Android phones and tablets and devices called My Sword. It's free. And on the, on the computer, there's a program for the computer called eSword, and it's also free. And I can help you if you ever need a... Uh, set that up, you know. You just uh, email me. Let me set, post my email up here. Amen. I'll make myself available to you to help you guys. All right, so back to the outline now. So which we have heard, which we have handled from the beginning. The Logos was, was made flesh. John 1, 14. Amen. And the Logos was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now we know according to the word of God that Jesus is Christ and God the Father's desires to have many sons come into maturity and into the glory of God. And again, you cannot get there if you're alive. You must die to yourself, amen, or you're not going to experience his resurrection that's going to lift you and bring you to the Father. All right? Now, <clears throat> the scripture says, and the Logos was made flesh. So we're talking about Jesus Christ, right? He was made flesh. He was the walking, living manifestation of the Word of God. Even so, we can come to that place in our lives where our lives are a manifestation of this Word in, in the flesh. Amen? And one thing we got to understand about this Word of God, this seed of God, right? The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed sperm or good seed into his into the ground. The heart, your heart, right? So one thing about this seed that's getting sown is that it's going to produce after its kind, right? 
But the goal is, is that to bring you to a place where now you're a walking manifestation of this word. Now you're walking in maturity in the kingdom of God. Amen. And you are this tree, amen, that now brings shade and life to so many others in your lives. Now, praise God. So I'm just going through these outlines. We're going to, you know, continue. I'll get as far as I can, and, 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 and we'll see where it goes from there. And so in Acts um, 2032, well, let me read another one, John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know we the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is the is of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now is already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you. That he's in, than he that is in this world. They are of the world, right? They don't understand the wisdom of God. They don't understand the mysteries. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God, and we know that God hears us. And he that is, of, is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And that's the thing about this word, right? There's a lot of them out there talking about the word, preaching the word, teaching the word, right? But they're in the wrong spirit, amen. They're in the spirit of error because they are still living after themselves. It's all about them. As I read earlier in 1 Corinthians 1, 17, you see, in the message translation, God didn't send me out to collect a following for myself, but to preach the message of what he has done, collecting a following for himself, Right? So I didn't, I, I'm not here to preach this word to build me a following, right? And in the King James, it says, I didn't baptize. How does it say? I'm sorry. Let me look at it. In the King James, that same scripture in 17, it says that for Christ sent me not to baptize, right? But to preach the gospel, not with words of wisdom, let the cross, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So I didn't come to baptize. I know that. Because I, I don't think I've ever baptized anybody. <laughs> and that uh, that's not a <clears throat> that's not a slam, if you will. That's just not what God has called me to do, right? I'm here to educate and edify and build up the body of Christ. There's others that have been called to that work, right? And it's all relevant in the kingdom of God, right? What does an apostle do? He brings order to your life. He helps you understand your calling, your selections, your elections, your, your anointings in your life. And help you fit in the body of Christ. What does a prophet do? He's going to bring holiness. Amen. He's always talking about holiness and sanctification in the Lord. The teacher, he's teaching and breaking down the word of God. The evangelist is teaching you how to love humanity and bring brothers, I mean individuals to Jesus. Because of this good news that your sins are forgiven. And then the shepherd, he maintains. Amen. The order of God. In the house of God. Alright. Now, so the point is, is. I, that's not what I came to do, right? And, and as Paul said, the same thing, right? So, <clears throat> in Acts 20, 32, right? And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word, the logos of his charis, his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. How are they sanctified? By the word. Amen? The logos of his divine influence on your heart. So, let's read that again. 
but this time with the definition of grace. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the Logos of his divine influence and your his unmerited favor on your life, which is able to build you up and give you inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Glory to God. I believe that. <laughs> Praise God. In Acts 19.20, all right, it's funny because, you know, out there in the Babylonian system, they're trying to get the numbers up and they're trying to maintain the numbers, the amount of people, in other words. But as long as we're preaching Jesus, amen, the kingdom of God, right, <clears throat> and what the kingdom of God represents, not the foolishness of the, the gospel of self, right, not trying to preach to, your, to, you, to yourself as far as people and their souls to make them feel good. And don't go too far over the edges, you know, where we cross the line of sin and whatnot. <laughs> so mightily, Acts 19.20 grew the Logos of God and prevailed. And then it says in verse Acts 12.24, but the Logos of God grew and multiplied. Where do you think it grew at? How did it grow? Where? Where is the kingdom of God, right? It's right here, man. You are the kingdom of God. When your life has been turned over to the Lord Jesus Christ, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, now you stepped over into the kingdom of God. Now you understand the supreme ruler that we serve, the supreme Lord, Jesus. You see? <clears throat> All right. So we understand again that the word of God lives and abides forever. As the scripture says in 1 Peter 2.23, <clears throat> Being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. Amen. First Peter 1, 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Logos of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Is that this seed of the kingdom of God, a seed that's never going to spoil? <laughs> as long as it gets into the heart, Amen. The engrafted word cuts into your heart, amen, and gets planted in your life. It's going to bring forth after its kind, amen. Praise God. Now, see what else we got here. I love this one. First, First Thessalonians 2.13, amen. First Thessalonians 2.13. Hold on. For this cause, also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you received the Logos of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the Logos of men, but as it is in truth, the Logos of God, which effectually worketh in you that believe. Let me look at something here, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. So it says, for this cause, also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the Logos of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as, not as the word, the Logos of men, but as it is in truth, or the spirit of truth, the Logos of God, which effectually worketh, effectually worketh is the word to be active and efficient, also in you that believe. Amen? Faith toward God, amen? Believe in this word, amen? As, he, as, as, as the scripture says in Hebrews 13 that I read earlier, that he has said that I might boldly say, He's declared these things so that we can boldly declare his word, amen, into your life and into the lives of, of those around you, your family, sanctified by the Logos, amen. And um, 
First Timothy, let's see here, where did I read that? First Timothy 4, 5. It says, Medi mm, I'm sorry, 4.15, wasn't it? First Timothy 4, 5. I think that's a typo, hold on. First Timothy 4, 5. Praise God. For it is sanctified, yeah, there it is, by the word, by the logos of God, the logos of God in prayer. So when you're, as the scripture says, I'm going to read this again. Let's read this in the message. This is 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 5. The Spirit makes it very clear that as the time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. Man. See, the, ends, the end does not justify the means. In other words, you've got to do it the way of God. Right? The will of God is the word of God. The word of God brings you into the way of God. And the way of God brings you into the work of God for your life. These liars have lied so well and for so long that they have lost their capacity for truth. They're in what's called apithia, which means obstinate to the word of God. Children of disobedience, children of apithia. They will tell you not to get married. They'll tell you not to eat this or that food. Perfectly good food. God created to be eaten and heartily and with thanksgiving by Christians. Everything God has created is good and to be received with thanks. Nothing is to be sneered at and thrown out. God's word and our prayers make every item in creation holy. <clears throat> so in the King James says, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Amen. My God, man, there's so much out there, so much perversion. This is why it's important that this foundation of the Word of God stay strong in your life and continue to be laid strong in your life. In other words, teaching and teaching, hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God, by the rhema of God. So we understand that it's so important for us to maintain this Word in our lives because at any given time, you're going to go after a false doctrine and get involved in idolatry and you didn't even see it. Now thank God he can recover us, amen. And he does, faithfully, as he says in James chapter 1. <clears throat> um, but the point is, is that we've, we've got to be, as the scripture says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Always be mindful of the inroads of information that are coming to your life, whether from a brother and sister, from a person in the world, from the television, from the radio, from the social media, etc., the internet. Always be mindful of what's coming into your life. Porter, in other words, maintain the gate, if you will, into your heart, into your lives. Right? For wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to righteousness. Amen? All right. <clears throat> now. The word of truth. Amen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sanctified by the Logos. Colossians 1, 5. Man, so many scriptures, man. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you have heard in the logos of truth of the gospel. Amen? You've heard this truth, amen? You can, and continue, amen? Continue to maintain and continue to hear it, glory to God. Now, Second uh, Timothy 2.15 talks about study to show <clears throat> yourself approved of God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the logos of truth, amen? And this word study is the Greek word spouza, all right, which is to hasten or to make haste, to exert oneself, to endeavor, to give diligence, to be diligent about this word, make an effort to get involved in the word of God. 
Study it, man. Show yourself approved. Not for man's sake, amen. <laughs> but for the Father, amen. In your relationship with the Father. <clears throat> so the scripture says in James 1.21, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Amen. And that's what that engrafted word is able to do, is save us our souls. In other words, it's your soul that needs to be renewed to the ways of God. To understand this divine order. Amen. All right. The sower sows the word. Amen. We know this passage. We're going to go over it again. The sower sows the word. Well, James 1.18, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Amen. Now, in 4.14 of Mark, the sower soweth the word, the Logos, and these are they by the wayside where the Logos is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts, having ears to hear, not hearing, having eyes to see, and not seeing. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, receive with gladness. And then he says in 18, verse 18, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as here the Logos. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, amen, such as hear the Logos, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold fruit, amen. Praise God. Wow. <laughs> you know what? It's already 9.53, amen, and I've given you a lot of scriptures, amen. We're just reading the scriptures, amen. Getting washed in the water of the word. The scripture says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only in James 1.22. Amen. The scripture says in Revelation 12.11. Amen. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the logos of their testimony. And they loved that not their lives unto death. See, they consider themselves dead indeed in the sin, but alive unto God. Amen. Now. The thing is, is that we've got, the Logos speaks the rhema to speak, in other words. So living by every rhema, Matthew 4, 4, amen. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by the Logos alone, but by every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You see, I just saw some understanding right there, a rhema right there, that you don't just live by this word. This Logos, it's not going to do nothing to you as Logos. It's got to become rhema to your life, amen, spoken into your spirit, man. Now, Romans 10, 17, praise God. Well, let's see here. Where am I here? <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I jumped down a little bit too far. Luke 4, 4, same, same, same scripture there that, that I read about. Living by the word of God, every rhema. The rhema is spirit and life. John 6, 63. It is a spirit that quickeneth. In other words, it's your spirit, man, by that life of God in you that makes this word alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. The rhemas that I speak unto you, they are Numa and they are Zoe. In John 14, 10, Jesus said, Believest now that believest now thou that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, the rhemas that I speak unto you. I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. Amen? It's the Father that dwells in us is the same one that's doing the works of making that rhema alive to you, that word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Every rhema, that every rhema may be established. Matthew 18, 16. But if ye, but if he will not hear thee, then take with thee three or two more, that in the mouth of two or three, let every rhema be established. Every rhema in your life, it's a principle that is spoken by the mouth of two or three, praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. All right. Trying to get down, and let's see here. Making the Logos of none effect. It's another very important one, Mark 7, 13. Amen. Making the word of God of none effect through your traditions which you have delivered, and many such things do you likewise. Do you? Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I skipped a section there. Let's go back to Hebrews 4.12. Did not profit them. So these same principles that, that apply to when these words were originally written are the same thing that's applying to our lives. In Hebrews 4.12, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the Logos preached not, did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So you have to mix this word with faith. Amen? Or it's not going to profit you. All right? And how does faith come, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So we have to understand and believe that, the, as the scripture says, let's look at this in Romans 10, 8. But what saith that the word, the rhema, is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, the rhema of faith. This word must become something that's alive to you, amen? This word must become made flesh in your lives, amen? As we daily pursue God and we seek God in our, seek God in our lives, for our families and so on, God's purpose, amen, is to get this word alive in your life. So, that, so it's not just empty words, empty logos. Mark 7, 13, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered, and many such things do, and many such things do ye. So the logos of God of none effect, of none effect is the word to render void, to deprive of force and authority. You see, to invalidate, amen. And that's not obviously what we want to do. We don't want to invalidate God's word in our lives, amen. All right. Now, <clears throat> Hebrews 5:13. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna read just a few more scriptures. Amen. And we're gonna we're gonna finish this. Hebrews five thirteen. Amen. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. You see, when you're only using this logos in the milk, in other words, everyone that uses milk, the simple truth, if you will, is unskillful. God wants to be skillful in this word. Amen. Not babies anymore. It's time to grow up, in other words. Ephesians 6, 17, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the spoken, the rhema word of God in your life. Draw on that sword, man. As that Holy Ghost gives life to that word, comes forth out of your mouth. Amen. Now, I've published a lot of notes um, on the bottom of this outline. And, and there's every scripture that has contained the word logos and rhema is on the bottom of the outline. Amen. And we're going to go ahead and uh, end the broadcast here now. And again, this is just a little bit on Logos and Rhema. we got a whole lot of more material to cover. Um, let me see here. 
Well, I think I'm just going to let you guys, like I said, go over this outline on your own. There, all the scriptures are there and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the principles of the Word of God and what God is trying to teach us. Amen. I've shared, you know, the, the, this next section, sharp, sharp to it, sort of Hebrews 4.12. And let me just go over that scripture real quick. All right. For the Word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and of the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, this word even to is the word through the idea of terminus. Amen. So God is trying to get us to a destination to we're able to see after the soul and the spirit. We're able to see the joints and marrow. We're able to discern and have uh, of the thoughts and intents of the heart in man's life, mankind's life. And so this is the word is what does this. It makes a, when it becomes alive to you, you see, you're able to see this. The Holy Ghost quickens that rhema in your heart and in your life, in your spirit. So that whole even too was a revelation that God showed me that God is trying to get us to a final destination where we're walking after the spirit and after the word because of the word in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this tremendous opportunity to bring forth this logos of life. Amen to bring forth these precious words, amen. It is written in your word, Father God, it is a spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words, the rhemas that you speak unto us, they are new and there is always. And even so, these same rhemas that we're speaking to the people out there in every facet of our lives, they are numa and they are zoe, Father. I thank you for those that have heard and those that continue to hear, Father God. As it is written, you are my disciples if you continue in my word, glory to God. We bless you, Father, and we give you praise. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sing a new song. Lift his name in the congregation.
Oh, uh-huh. 